praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bow before your name, O God. Indeed, you are Lord, you are Lord. We call you Yahweh, we call you Yahweh. How great is your name, how great is your name. How great is your name. You alone are worthy, O God. You alone are worthy of our worship.
as you please in Jesus name Amen so good to see you especially Christy I missed you last week so good to see you can we have a quick um, recap of what we've had for some two weeks or three weeks now I think two weeks what, what have you been treating do you remember through discipleship, right? So what um, what scriptures have we used so far? <laughs> a lot. Oh, just a few. <laughs> Can you read it quickly, please? Including the I think the last one we had, it was just me, Christy, and you two, you remain here. So I think Christy will fetch that one for us. You have it? You have that one too? Yeah. Okay. So what, you, you, you mentioned Luke? chapter 14 verse 25 from the King James Version and there weren't great multitudes with him and he turned and said unto them if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother Mm. and wife and children and brethren and sisters yeah and his own life also he cannot be my disciple Mm. and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple sure for which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counted the cost, mm-hmm. whether he have sufficient to finish it? Mm-hmm. Let's happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all mm. that behold it begin to mock him. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. All right. Let's move to the next one. chapter 10 verse 9 on the morrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour and he became very hungry Mm -hmm. and he would not have eaten Mm -hmm. but while they made ready he fell into a trance Mm -hmm. and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him as they had been a great sheath neck of the four corners yep. and let down to the earth mm-hmm. wherein were all manners of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowl of the earth yes. of the air and there comes a voice to him rise peter kill and eat but peter said not so lord 
but I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Mm. And the voice kept, and the voice spake unto him again the second time, what God has cleansed, mm-hmm. that sh- call not thou common. This mm. was done twice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Amen. Amen. And what we said about that was purposefully, um, Peter was not going to eat it because his culture didn't permit him to because he was a Jew and they have cultures and traditions and they don't eat such food. And the Lord said, the thing that I've blessed, why do you call it cursed? And so we are admonished to be careful not to allow culture and tradition come between us and our service to God because these things are very dangerous. When it comes to God, everything is sanctified, especially what he wants us to do. And sometimes the assignments and instructions of God will be very opposite to traditions and culture. And we have to be able to open up. I mean, open up to be able to get into what fully God wants us to do. All right. Jesus himself built a culture for us. The Bible says, as it was his culture, he went into the synagogue every Sabbath. He built his own culture, which was connected to the things of God. It was also his culture that he would go into the mountains and pray. You know, and when they're looking for him, he would be in the mountains somewhere praying. It was his culture. It had nothing to do with the Jewish tradition or Gentile or Hebrew tradition. No. So build something from what God has asked you to do. All right. So we all the time have to look at what God wants us to do even as a church which goes beyond just normal culture. Sometimes we even build Christian culture that God is not so much pleased of. But because um, we came to meet it, we we just have to use it. And sometimes God is not in it. You understand? And because that church is doing, those Christians are doing it, or these people also have to do it. It's It's not like that. You see? It's not like that. There are so many things that are happening in the body of Christ that God is not in them. But they are culture and traditions that we built. And when you look at them, it's connected to where we come from. Sometimes our, our background gives us that skill to also build some kind of culture and it becomes an idol that we think is part of praising God. But it's not so. Can you think of any? Have you observed any? What is happening in Christianity that you think should not really, you know, be something that everybody has to do it? Very simple. Look at how we've classified or categorized praise and worship. Praise must be fast. Worship must be slow. Where did you get that from? Uh-huh. Order of service. Sing. Is that not, not what who 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 brought us this kind of you know? It's not it's not it's not like that. Yeah, some some songs are very slow, but they are praises. Because the words are praising God. And sometimes what we think is worship when we are dancing was actually worship based on the lyrics. 
But we've classified it. And it comes so worse when somebody sings a song and it's not even about worship or praise, but it's a slow song and they still call it worship. Worship volume three. And what you want to go and when you want to listen to the song is about help me, Lord, I need you. And because it's slow, it's worship. And God is not in it. And the upcoming generation is picking up these things, especially when they are singing, they are leading worship, and then you see them picking these songs that are prayer songs. They they add them to worship songs, and you are in the spirit worshiping, and you before you hear, it's like, what is going on here? And they are, they, are, they have nice voice, so they can make the song really like me here. Oh, something, and then you're like, ooh. So the thing turns to cry. Somebody's husband is beating her and then she starts crying because it's the song has brought memories or whatever. But these are not what you know we are taught in the Bible. Praise God. So the temple, the temple is something that is not scriptural. It's it's quite interesting. <laughs> temple is not. Time for like you make an announcement. Uh, Sunday next week Sunday is praise, praise night. Woo! And the first picture is dancing. But when we are doing like what we call worship, the slow, you can dance. How about that? Everything is the same. But you see how the African one is. Why is the background? Somebody is coming from a, a family of, you know, uh, fetish priests, and they have to dance to some. That's where the spirit comes, and then they bring into praise must be so that the spirit must pour. <laughs> and then you see how they add the culture dance to praises. I've watched a lot, and it's so sad how they add Adwa. If you see that what they add it to praises, Nigeria, how they 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 do like that. They they sing their praises. So these are not, right? God is not in them. You know, God is not in them. You see one guy standing there, see how their culture dances, and they just say, wow, hush. Yeah, that ass. <laughs> Temptations here and there. It's crazy. You know, it's sad. And then we have the places where now they want to bring in the western side, and then we are blowing it badly too. Look at fashion. Especially what we call charismatic churches are building a trend of fashion which we know God is not in it too. We've seen a few, right? And sometimes even the women see other women like what? The way the thing is open from down to the thigh. Hey. And when they sit, you know that it's, it's a problem. They have to look for handkerchiefs, whatever, to cover up, including some pastors' wives. Right in the front, we see that they've using, they've used a sign to my dad. Right in the front seat. <laughs> right in the front seat. When they get from their car, they don't pull in their skirt. You now you know it's a problem. So we are building certain things that are coming between us and God. And it's it's that. You know, I was watching this lady preach. She was 
something so powerful. But what she was wearing was really tight. Everything you could see her whole figure. You know, I'm like, your word, your word is powerful. But you are also very tempting. <laughs> you know. So what do you do about these things? What do you do about these things? You see. You need to watch it. I think there's one more scripture we haven't read. Oh, there's one more scripture we haven't read. They went to Jesus and which one? The Hebrew. There's one scripture about Jesus where they went to tell him that his mother and his brethren are looking for him. And he said, he pointed to the disciples and said, these are my mothers and my brothers and my sisters. Though that they, though that those that do the will of my father, they are my brothers, my mother, and my sisters. Do you do you have it? Do you have it? You you read it. Come on. We read it. Yeah. The day I think two weeks ago. Yeah. We read it. Please, please. It's right there. Something Matthew or something Luke, any of them. <laughs> I know, not that one. I know that there's a two masters one. But I'm talking about the one that they went to Jesus. Oh, no. That one that you've thrown us away. <laughs> Matthew 12, 48, 49, and 50. That one. <laughs> Chapter 12. You want me to start from 50? That's 48 to 50. Matthew chapter 12, verse 48 to 50. And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, yep. for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which mm. is in heaven, also. the same is my brother and sister and mother. Amen. All right. So let's move on to this one in Genesis chapter 6. Let's look at something that it's very um, significant. If you are that person that is so much into God, if you are that person that is so willing to walk with God and Pay every price. Do anything God wants you to do. Let's look at you. All right. Um, let's start from verse. Start from verse seven. We will end somewhere in verse seventeen, eighteen. But for now, let's just start from verse seven of Genesis chapter six. New Living Translation will be okay. Yeah. Ta da 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 da. 
Exodus chapter 6, verse 7, <laughs> from the NLT. Yes, ma'am. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Mm. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all mm. the people, the large animals, the small animals, and scurry along the ground. That scurry along the ground. Mm -hmm. And even the birds of the sky. I'm sorry I ever made them. Mm. I'm going to keep going. Yes. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Hmm. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Shem Ham, and Jep Jepheth. Now Lord saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. Yeah. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way along the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Build a pair of, bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of birds and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. Mm. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It's <laughs> quite interesting what happened between God and Noah. What did he call him? He says he was the only righteous person. The same thing God testified about um, Job. The only righteous person. And Moses was also called the meekest man on earth. Does it mean that they never sinned? Does it mean that they never did anything wrong? Look at what he said about David. He's a guy after my own heart. God didn't joke with David with all his mistakes. So why were they called righteous? Why were they called meek? It's very simple. Their main focus was on the agenda of God. When God told Abraham to count the stars, and that is how far he was going to bless him with descendants. And Bible said, and Abraham believed in God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham became righteous in the sight of God because he now fully went into what God said, God's agenda. And his life was now all about what God is saying and what God wanted him to do. So it was now part of his account. When you open the folder of Abraham, you see God's friend. This guy, before he died, 
had concubines. We, we, we discussed it last week, right? Abraham had concubines. He gave them gifts, but the will, the blessing he gave to Isaac. Although he had had a son with um, Ahab, right? Hagar, sorry, with Ish- who, who is Ishmael. He didn't give the promise to Ishmael. He didn't give the will to Ishmael. Though he was a senior guy, he gave it to Isaac because that guy was what God said. He is going to be the, per- the main person. But Abraham could have been, you know, human enough to say, oh, but Ishmael is the firstborn. He has to, you know, handle things. No. But the Bible says that when he died, Ishmael still came and helped, you know, his other stepbrothers to bury their father. But the blessing was given to Isaac. Why? He listened. And he became a friend of God. Everybody was messing up. And Noah was the guy who was like, no, I still believe there is God. And that is a, one of the meanings of true discipleship. That you don't see nothing else but God. Because everything around you has expiration date. Everything we have, everything we do, the people we are connected to, everybody will check out one day. So, there are very important things around us. Very special people around us that we need to also give attention to. But the focus is what is God saying? And one thing that should always make you happy is what we just read. When God points you out and gives you something to do, it's something you should always pray for because that is also a big sign of a true disciple. If you are a student, what shows? We give you assignment. We, there's a project to work, there's homework and all that. So when you get home, it's like, oh, I have t- oh, too many homework to do and all that. Then we know that what? No, you should be in the chair, please. Why is he down? Hmm? Then you know that, no, this person is a student. Why? Homework, homework, homework. I have quizzes to take. I have this one to do. Right? So when you say you are a disciple, a student of God, that you are into God, there's something he needs to give you to do. True or not true? And so always... Your heart should go out for what does he want me to do? What do you want me to do, God? What do you want me to do, God? That prayer should come from your spirit. That prayer should, should always be on your, in your heart. Is God, why is God not giving me assignment? Does it mean I've not been a good disciple? <laughs> Haven't I been? Because there should be an assignment. There should be something he wants you to do. There should, something is, will be on your heart. For you to want to do it in the house of God as a Christian, as a believer of Christ, because you are connected to God and his agenda is your focus. So you are always looking up. What does he want me to do? Even when Noah was not praying or looking for what to do, he was ready in his heart. That's why God went to him and said, like, no, no, none of these people would really listen to me. But Noah would do it. Noah will listen to me because I am, I am his main you know, priority. His value of life as me. He has made me his everything. He had a family. He had beautiful sons. And they had, he had beautiful daughters-in-laws. But, you know, whether daughter-in-laws, whether sons, whether wife, he was about God. And look at the project God gave him. It was tough. Which even added animals. He had to go look for animals. Can you imagine God giving him a sign and he has to go and look for snake, a male and female. <laughs> Cockroaches, male and female. Every animal. 
Because there had to be reproduction after the flood. So all these animals had to be in because God has done creating everything. He is not creating nothing new. So what he has done must reproduce. The time and the patience to look for crocodiles. Hey, this animal, tortoise, how do you call it here? It's like that. <laughs> you know, tortoise. You have to go and look for them. The hyena. Am I correct? Hyena. The, the fox. Look at birds flying. You have to now set traps to catch birds. All different kinds. Yeah. The species of birds we have is crazy. And you have to catch everyone. Two, 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 two. Male and female, male and female. It wasn't an easy task. And that is one thing that will let you know that you are growing in God when the task is higher. You should always be happy to have a higher task or something that demands a higher commitment to God because then you are growing. You couldn't look for babies to do that. You know who babies are? Unskillful. So those unskillful Christians and God is not able to give them projects to do, they shouldn't be happy. Because it's like, there's our own skillfulness going on somewhere. They are not able to use the word of righteousness according to what Paul said to the Hebrew church. They are babes. They are not growing. And that is not good if you are not growing. That's not good. God, what, what can God do with you? He has always keep tried to sustain you, try to help you, you know. But it comes to a place that, look, is it possible for God to bypass you <laughs> and look for someone else? It's possible. And that's the, meaning, the reason why a lot of things are, you know, happening in, in the world and Christianity and we are blaming it. So why is God sleeping? Is, not God, is God not alive? And why are these things happening? And why? No, no, no. It's because, you see, God has given to us, his people, these assignments, every kind of assignment is given to his people. God is not the one to be blamed for anything. I'm looking for the scripture. You know, uh, God was looking for someone to stand, stand in the gap. And he found no one. And therefore, there was something very bad. We had a few scriptures last time asking Isaiah to go, you know, naked for three years with his but showing, look at the one he had, Ezekiel had to do, eating, you know, cake, bread with what? Dung, poop in it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's sad. But that is, that, is, that is what he wants us to do. And all the time, he's looking for someone to give work to do. Hallelujah. I'm still looking for that beautiful scripture. It has to do with somebody. Hmm. It's somewhere in Ezekiel. No man shall enter. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Somewhere I'll, I'll get it. You know, there's nobody. Good. Ezekiel 22. Verse 30. Ezekiel 22. Start from verse 29 and end in 31. 
someone had just been in the gap to just intercede like how Daniel did when they had been when their years of slavery had was overdue he had to the Bible says he understood by the books as he was reading and realized that the number of years they had to be slaves were passed on he had to pray intercede ask God for forgiveness and all that before the angel came and it took 21 days because the angel Gabriel that was bringing the answer was also met up in the air by the prince of Persia to fight him, never to release the answer. Why? Satan likes slavery for God's people. He says, I was looking for someone to stand in the gap. Someone to stand in the gap. I searched. I found no one. Some things wouldn't have happened in our, in our world today if God found someone to stand in the gap. Sometimes, you know the painful thing, that when the thing happens, and then we are all like, oh, what happened? And those who are now so close to God, now ask God questions, that's where God reveals things to them, and they say, oh, look, I'm going to stand in the gap to do this. And then the person does it. And sometimes he's able to recruit others to come join him to deal with this issue because this thing is, this thing is crazy. We need to stand in the gap. And funny enough, your fellow Christians will stand against you <laughs> because they would rather believe in what the world is saying. That's how bad it all looks like. And it's the same thing that happened in the days of Noah. Everybody was messing up. And God said, look, I have regretted creating. Can you imagine? So didn't God know that one day he, was, he will, cre will regret creating human beings? He knew. But these things will happen so that we will have records and understand the God in his mind, how he thinks of us. If God should relate to us as God, nobody will be alive by now. If God should relate to us as God, you and I will never have what we, have what we call our own will. Where you want to sleep, what time you want to sleep, and wake up, what time you want to wake up. You can't have it if you are in a royal, you know, setting, and then you are a slave or a servant. You're waking up and sleeping is determined by the monarchy, or monarchy, whatever you call it. So you don't have the will. You, you eat what they want you to eat. But we have the will to eat what we want to eat. You, can, you get up one day and say, oh, I feel like barbecue. And you get your barbecue. We have that will at least. But if God should relate to us on that level, like how he did with Isaiah and he did with Ezekiel on that special, you know, assignment, it's, go it's going to be heavy for you and I. So he, 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 he has, has liberated us enough to be able to have our own special ways, you know, and even decide when to be Christians, you know, how people are just say, look, I'm going to be Christian after all the smoking and all the partying. I'll try to be Christian when I'm dying. People have these things, you know. If God should relate to us, like even his voice will not be able to stand. Do you know how God's voice is? At one time, John says that his voice is like many waters. At one time, he says this trumpet. Imagine you are there, you are hearing trumpet. 
How do you interpret it? You are hearing the voice like many waters. How do you interpret it? It's scary, I tell you. It's scary. So God has been very liberal with us. And all he desires from us to be able to just open up to do what he wants us to do. Though they are not easy, but they are the signs of true disciples as we are. You know, how many people now want to go to a church just because they want to, how do I put it? Somebody, somebody will tell you, I want to go to a church where I will grow. But honestly, they're looking for where they, they can, they can <laughs> have a blessing. You know, uh, a blessing of marriage, a blessing of fruit of the womb, job. But when it comes to like growing, 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 and assignments here and there, you don't find them. That is not their priority. You don't find them. So it's quite scary. It's quite scary. This church thing is, is not, it's very scary now. Because it's not becoming what God wants it to be. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, some pastors for the equipping of the saints for the work of their ministry. That's one reason why there's church. To train the believers so they can pick up what God wants them to do. Imagine leading prayers and telling people, pray that you find God's assignment for your life. Pray. You see the motivation. It will not be there. Let's be honest. Somebody will just be by the wall. This thing is not prayer. Because you know party are not praying. <laughs> you know, others will be looking at other people. <laughs> Charlie, when are you closing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but when you raise what we call tangible topics, you know, my my this must appear, my that must appear. Then you show the different understanding. But that's not what I was telling someone that if it came to miracles, you didn't have to then be in a church. You can be in your bedroom. Somebody can pray for you. There can be a miracle. You can be wherever you can be, even in the restroom and pray. You can receive a miracle. If it's miracles, then we don't have to have a church. Jesus had miracles and he never had a church. They will go to him. He will go to them. Look at the poolside, whatever. Everywhere he was healing. You didn't need a church. Peter was passing by. They brought sick people to the, at the roadside so that his shadow will fall on them and they will be healed. It wasn't a church. It was roadside. <laughs> you get it? It was no church. But when it, came, it, it comes to church, there should be a release of the agenda of God for every individual person. Do you catch it? Every individual person, every single person in the church should be given the word of God to a level where they can now connect so deep with God and receive direct from God. And that is my desire and my heart prayer. You know, that you will just be hearing God like any, any, anyhow. <laughs> amen. He didn't like it, so I have to say amen before you say amen. <laughs> you know, God will just be talking to you, and even if there's a prophecy, I'm telling you, oh, yeah, it's true. Three days ago, the angel came and just told me what you're telling me. How beautiful it is. What do you think? Don't you want it? Wouldn't you love it? You are in your car, and then God will tell you, park the car. You park the car before, like three seconds later, people are having accidents on the road. 
how he saved you. It's a beautiful life. He, he wants it for everybody. But do everybody want it? Want it? We are too busy. Yeah. I was watching a funeral on Facebook. And uh, oh yeah, I was watching because it's it's I was very concerned. That's Reverend Prince Nyako. His song is what my wife was singing when the Lord told me that's your wife. So I haven't joked with that man since. <laughs> Reverend Prince Nyako, he died. And I, I heard he was sick, got healed, and kind of not too well, but he died. His last message he preached on the radio, I don't know if it was eternal life. Now, when I when the his evangelism team were giving the tribute, they played an audio from him, and he said, I saw my funeral. God told me I was going to die. He said, and God took me in the dream, and I saw my funeral. I saw the funeral, and God said, there's nothing you can do about it. Your time is up. Your time is up. What do you think about it? They played the audio. Everybody was listening. I was listening to it. They sent me the thing this morning. So I was li- I was watching it. You know, if you want to watch, I can forward it to you. So God told me, and in the dream, he was taken to the funeral. We were seeing physically. He was there already. Saw himself in the casket. Saw the people around. Saw who would preach. And one man of God that he was not too, didn't like him that much, also took a microphone and said, this man is a man of God. Right in the dream. He said he saw everything. And then when he came back to reality, God said, you can't change it. He actually had a waiting with the church. It's called appointment of death. He was trying to pray if God like will take it further or whatever it is. It, it didn't happen. Like the death of John the Baptist, how the, he was beheaded and all that. An angel was released. Someone so had a vision of it, Rick Joyner. And in the vision, an angel was released to come and tell John the Baptist angel that this death must happen. He's supposed to die. So, how would you express these feelings <laughs> when they start happening to you? And I think that's the best thing that could ever happen to a Christian when God tells you your time is coming up. At least you know. And it takes hard people who, have, who work with God to have these experiences. Wouldn't you want it for yourself? You just have to, you know, because you know it. Now you gather the family, let them know, look, this is it. They're about to go. It's a beautiful thing. To me, I think it's very nice. Then nobody will know that you are going on, bam, you are gone. It's too painful. But when you know what, you can even address the family. Say, I'm, I'm about to go. Then Hamilton's father, he was preaching a conference and he said, I have three years. He was preaching and just said it. And I think they, they didn't really pay attention to it. I was listening to the video. He was preaching, preaching. Then he said, some of us, we have three years <laughs> to go. And exactly three years left. It's beautiful. Because these are soldiers. Jesus predicted how the disciples would die. He told them, because of me, they would do these things to you. So each of them knew how they would, they would not die nice death. They knew it. Because their blood was demanded to establish the church. Where we are, which we are enjoying now. So they knew how, that's why they had the power enough to have stopped death. 
like the Bible said, they didn't love their lives to stop death. They could have stopped death. They had too much power. Like Paul said, I'm supposed to die now, but because I want the church to grow, I'm choosing to live. Until he was ready and realized that he had done good stuff, like the church is now okay, he told P uh, Timothy, now I'm ready to go. <laughs> and he left. He was the only guy, and then John the Baptist also refused to fry, because he knew there's one more work for him to do. That's it, John the Baptist, John the Apostle, the one who gave the revelation book we have now. So they fried him in hot oil, he didn't, he didn't fry, he didn't die. They put him in exile at Patmos. That's where the angel came and then they showed him revelations and he wrote. After that, after the exile, they took him out. He went to Ephesus. He, he was the bishop in Ephesus church. He was there. He was the only disciple that died natural death. And why? He was the guy when they sat at table to eat, his head was on Jesus' chest. Everybody knew how much he loved Jesus and they knew how much Jesus loved him. Even when Jesus said, one of you betray me, they were asking John, John the apostle, that ask, ask him, you are closer to him, ask him, who will betray me? John knew stuff. That's why when Jesus appeared and told Peter, do you love me? He said, yes, three times. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. And then what happened? He asked, Peter asked, what about this guy you love? John. And Jesus said, if I wish, he wouldn't die. What's your problem? <laughs> and Peter said, oh, so you mean he will not die? He said, I didn't say he will not die, but if I wish, he will not die. What's your problem? I've given you assignment. Just go and do it. And guess what? The only disciple that died, a nice one, was John. <laughs> that guy, John. Everybody went. But they knew they were going to go. And that's what I'm talking about. They knew they were going to go. The day I had a visitation when I was told about death, I knew one day when I'm about to go, I'll be told. And I'll announce it. You, you all know. You all know, so you don't cry. It's good to be told, don't you? Yeah. It will, it will hurt, but at least you prepared for it. True or not true? To prepare for it is better than surprise. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I sought for a man to stand in the gap. God was searching. At least in the days of Abraham, he got Abraham. In the days of Noah, he got Noah. Moses, he got Moses. But although it took him 40 years to get Moses, it took him 75 years to get Abraham. <laughs> it shouldn't take long to get you. Because the, the lifespan they had is not what we have now. People were living years, 200, 900. The Bible says a time will come when we already settle, okay, in the new heaven and new earth. The Bible says a time will come um, before the final year, before the final one, a time will come, somebody dies at 100, and you say, oh, the child died at 100 years. <laughs> that, that time will come, is coming. When you die at today, age 100, they'll call you a child. If Methuselah died at 900, and somebody died at 100, that's a child. Oh, Baby Nehu, the baby is there. 100 years. Oh, that was a baby. <laughs> but you hit your 500, maybe you hit your 900, then say, oh, okay, you are not adult now. That time is coming. But now we don't have that time. There was a heavy limitation to age. So please, if there is anything you haven't done for God, please do it. Especially high assignments.
Amen. High what? Assignment. These are what raises, these are what raise your rank in heaven. I want to have a crown bigger than my head. And so I enjoy to do crazy things that God wants me to do them. And I've done crazy stuff, I'm telling you. Some of them I can only say when I'm 60 years. Because you'll not believe me. <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Are you, are you, are you hearing? So we have, we have limited time to do something. I was saying on the radio, for you to know that you are you're beginning to know God and that you are growing, number one, the secrecy tells you. I've said it here before. Yeah, God tells you personal secrets. Then you know that, Charlie. Me and my daddy, we are connecting. You know. Yeah, even physically. When your biological father or mother or your guardian begins to tell you secrets, you know there is a heavy connection. Very deep connection. Very, very, very dangerous connection. And they don't joke with you. Tell you secret, deep things. Yeah. It should never be that you have a biological father or a mother and they rather tell others secrets and they don't tell you. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. I remember at a very young age, my dad would tell me things about some pastors, things about, you know, secrets here and there, deep things. And then I'll be like, why, why is he, what is it? Is he sleepy? <laughs> you can only have this chance if your mother is alive. So now that we are alive, let's do what we can do for God. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't worry, the time will come that you also tell him what you want. For now, there is, is his time. <laughs> Glory to God. So we have work to do. And there are some things that we might say that these are necessary in life, but they are also there as distraction. They are very important. For example, uh, why were you late to class? Like somebody is going to school and then you are late and they ask, why are you late? So, oh, <sighs> traffic. It's very tangible, but it's a distraction because you miss a lot. <laughs> it's really not true. But it's not our fault that was traffic. Meanwhile, you were one hour earlier. It's not your fault. So there are things that we are, we want to have them in life because they are very necessary, but they are distractions at the same time. Bible says a false balance is an abomination to God. A false balance. So we need to balance well. We need to balance well. Because these things that are life's necessities and important, they are still not going to determine our place before God. What we do, as God has asked us, will rather increase our rank and the glory that awaits us. It will be very sad. We get to heaven and where we are is very sad. Then someone said, oh, once I'm in heaven, there's good, though. At least I escaped hell. No. It's not enough. It's not enough. 
hours, one hour, they'll be grade one, grade two, grade three. Because these are levels we have to go through. And look at what he told Noah. I am about to cover the earth with the flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. This is powerful. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Enter. Everything that breathes will die. And it's still going to happen. It's still happening. Everything that breathes will die. Imagine the ones that are not breathing. Finances. <laughs> Everything that breathes will die. But I will establish my covenant with you. I will confirm. Why? Because this guy was dedicated to the heart of God and the things of God. He said, I will, co I will confirm it with you. Hey. So one, when God tells you secrets, you know you are growing and you are knowing him. Number two, assignments he gives you. The assignment he gives you. He gives you assignment. He gives you assignment. Yeah. Sometimes, some of us, it, has a, it started by our pastors telling us, start doing this, start doing that. Not me, that was a training. Because we, I realized something. I heard the man of God say years ago. He says, don't only go to church to be uh, imparted. Go to be instructed. So, wow. And when you read the Bible, the instructions God gives, these instructions are actually what pave the way for people to grow and know him well. Anytime you have an instruction of assignment from God, you know you are growing. Oh, yes. So we have our senior pastors tell us to do this, to do that, and we are doing them. And then we said that God is now talking personally with us too. Do this to I wanted to do this. I said, wow. So now it's coming from the, the level of the pastor telling me now to God, telling him himself. And I'm happy because now I'm growing. But it takes a lot of humility and steadfastness. Because sometimes it's crazy. You think that why is he giving me this work to do? This is. <laughs> but then you realize that no one is too big for any job when it comes to God and his church. And that is the beauty of growing. He starts giving you assignments. He starts giving you assignments. Who told Thomas to go to India? Nobody. God directly. But when Jesus was around, he was teaching them, go in pairs, go and heal this, go and preach here. But now he was no more. And he they began to have direct messages from God. Move here, move that. When the church in Jerusalem was persecuted and the disciples were scattered all over the place, they now had the conviction from God in branches. That's how come they started having, having churches all over. But they were not moving to the Gentiles. They were all within the Jewish you know, community. And then, personally, God told Paul, move into the Gentiles. He moved. And he was the big pillar in the missionary field for the Gentiles. Hard work. One day we'll have come meeting and uh, we'll talk about what is the reward of hard work. You'll be surprised. <laughs> God's terms of reward of hard work. Yes, yes, it's something else. <laughs> yeah. 
Nobody works with God and is giving easy work to do. David said, I will not give to God what will not cost me. So God will also not let you do something that will not cost you. It will cost you. Hey, sometimes you cry. Sometimes you feel like giving up. Sometimes you're like, is it really true? Did I really hear God? <laughs> but it's true. You actually heard him. Just that the work is hard. The work is hard. Work for God is hard. It's hard. Your own Christians will persecute you. It is not bad if unbelievers do this. You understand? Because that is their work. They're supposed to not understand you. But when the believers who should know, you are standing there leading, for example, leading song, and it's the believers that are making their faces somehow. What, what crazy life is this? Are they really believers? A, a man of God was telling me when he was handing a particular church a branch, he said he'll be preaching when he tends to look at the pastors and the elders behind him and he sees their faces. He felt like, you know, dropping the mic. The way they were, lo they were looking at him, he said, ah, ah they, they, they don't have the Holy Ghost or what? As like, they don't like you. <laughs> why? Because why were you chosen to lead? That's the question. Competition and unnecessary. I want to be the one to lead the one. God have mercy. Yeah. And I keep saying, those days when you're called to do something in the church to lead, you cry. Because it's a heavy work. Now they congratulate you. Because it's position. How sad. How sad. How sad. How sad. Imagine they were ordaining you as a prophetess. Everybody's congratulating you. Not knowing God is going to ask you to be naked for three years very soon. Would you like congratulations next time? <laughs> but now it's all about the enjoyment. You know, prophet is coming. Prophetess is coming. Protocol. Everybody is like bowing down here and there. It's just crazy. Who bowed before Jesus? He was washing feet. We, were, we are entering our big auditoriums and people are around us. We call them protocol. This one is holding one, one, your handkerchief. This is holding your Bible. This is holding your water. This is holding your microphone. And then you think here you are serving God. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad because things have been put in a different level where they shouldn't. But I will confirm my covenant with you. That part gives me. But I will confirm my covenant with you. Everything is going to die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. Is it so? Enter the wait. <laughs> so, enter the boat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can we have communion? Question is, why didn't God himself, like, make the boat appear? It's so nice, you know, God said, Noah, you found favor, enter the boat, I... <laughs> yeah. The animals, myself. <laughs> so it's hard work. It's God gave him the wisdom too. Because he was willing, so God gave him the wisdom too. So he was able to do it. You know, all these things, all these living things, they all understand the language. Once you speak their language, they will understand. So God granted um, Noah that wisdom to be able to gather them. But anim some animals were still stubborn. You know, they're still stubborn. He needed only two of each species 
And imagine he's making sign language to call this animal. And the animal is saying, yeah. <laughs> Just like human beings. And some animals are very stubborn. Some are very easy to tame. Some are not that easy to tame. Some are very cunning. <laughs> but I was able to do it. He says, enter the boat. Listen, look at how God said enter the boat as if he built it. <laughs> enter. This guy and his children have suffered though. And I say enter the boat. And that is how it is. You see, God will give you what to do. Hard work and at the end of the day, it is that thing that you were obedient to do. Well, that will save you. Now, at the end of the day, everybody's messing up. But because you did this, come. I'm establishing my covenant with you. Come, you did well. You obeyed me. Come. Come and enter your own reward. <laughs> and that is a beautiful thing. And that is the beginning of heaven to me. That's the beginning of heaven. Before the, the special heaven, there's a heaven for you. You're obedient. He says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. They are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Why has his name become a strong tower? He was obedient to what he has to do. Jesus. So something covers us. Our obedience and the things we do for God. Our works. That's why Paul says that one a day will come. Our works will go through fire. That's judgment day. And those who built upon Christ with gold. When you go through the fire, you come out shining more. But those who were making their Christian life like uh, wood and all those things, you pass through fire and say, oh, look at your, your works. Nobody's judging you. Yeah, look at you. You know, I don't want to be standing and say, hey, all this while I thought it was good, not when it was what, leave. I don't want that. I don't want that. So, one secret I'm telling you about me, I'm always looking for what you want me to do. You understand? I, I always want to know what, what's the next thing. What's the next thing? And the next thing is the Thursday things you want us to do. That's another hard thing. <laughs> but we are in. No shaking. Another hard thing, I'm telling you the truth. Hard thing because it came with something else and it's not easy. But then, that is our boot. That will save us one day. Praise God. So you see, it's not enough to be a Christian. It's not enough to say, oh, I'm a child of God. It's not enough. Because other children of God are doing something. What are you doing? Other children of God are building boats. What, when are you building your own boat? You need to pray. And ask God, there's something in me you want me to do. Help me do it. Help me do it. I want to please you very, very well. That thing covers your mistakes. It covers your mistakes. It throws out your mistakes. That's why when David did what he did to someone's wife and killed the husband, he said, the sword will not leave your house. As for you, that will spare you. <laughs> but it will not leave your house. What you've done, it will, it will be in your house, but you, I'll spare you. Why? David was after God. God couldn't kill David. So his children who were stubborn were now paying. The others like Solomon and the people who were obedient, they didn't have to pay for that. So it will always be on the bad guys. When you are ready and you are serving God and you are doing some hard things, I say they will cover your mistakes. Because, you see, God doesn't call those who are qualified. He qualifies those he calls. 
So there are always mistakes here and there. Even preaching sometimes, we say things we shouldn't have said. You see? I remember one time in Powerhouse, the message I was given, I didn't really deliver it as how I was supposed to. So I was saying in my heart, sorry, Lord. Sorry. He said, no, you'll do it better next time. He didn't kill me. Because there's a, there's a willing heart. That's what I'm talking about. There's a willing heart. Yeah. When I, was, I said, I won't do it, then there's a problem. But God is very dangerous. There was a time he gave an instruction to Moses. Moses didn't keep the instruction. He Bible said, and the Lord sought to kill Moses. He didn't do it. He sought to kill. And the wife cut, circumcised their child right there and put the, the blood with the foreskin at his feet. And said, you were a bloody husband to me. Why are you doing this? God gave him instruction and the guy didn't do it. I think he was waiting for his own time or what about circumcision. God sought to kill him. <laughs> that is God. So we need to be in, an, in a place where we are open to what God wants us to do. Because he's the only one that can kill both the flesh and the spirit. And it's very dangerous. David said it's a dreadful thing to fall in the hands of God. When you are that stubborn and you have idols in your life. Yeah. Life's necessities can become idols. And if you are that person that you really want to go all out for God, your heart cry is so much. You are always praying, Let help me man maneuver something and get enough time to do these things. But the world will not give you enough time. The world system is the Pharaoh system. Serve God, but don't go too far. That's the word Pharaoh system. One day we'll de go deep into Pharaoh system. First of all, don't serve God at all. Come to work on Sundays. <laughs> and then you, you are trying to, okay, now, okay, bi-weekly, bi-weekly. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> the Pharaoh system is still working. Let my people go that they may serve me. Pharaoh said, no. No, 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 no. And finally, when troubles were happening to Pharaoh, he said, okay, go and make your sacrifice to God, but don't go too far. That is the world system we are in now. I have to find somewhere, find something somewhere to be heavily committed to some things of God. Yeah. The what the world can offer you is a cemetery. That's how far the world can offer. Cemetery. After that, your works will now offer you hell or heaven. And your place in heaven must be glorious. It must. I'm that one person. If I see this person, that person is the limitation to my flow. I cut you. That's what Jesus said. Your left hand is watering you. It's either to, is it, it's good to enter into heaven deformed than to enter to hell with a full figure. So anything that is a limitation, anything that creeps into disturbing your Christian life, cut, 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 cut it first. <laughs> cut it first. You understand? Because I said what the word can give you is cemetery. That's all. So cut it first. There are some people, they will, they will end up disturbing you. Fast. Because there's no time. Hallelujah. That's why I keep saying you can mess up with 
me in any way, but my calling, you don't try. Because that's the most holy thing in my life. <laughs> you get it? We have our communion pray. Pray and dedicate this week as we take the communion and ask the Lord to help you find something he wants you to do so you can start doing it. Hey, <laughs> Mein Kadala dasa tola valan dere de baze kavara de be zibela shabale zavaro zihe le hazala leve de levala da vala da vala doson de leve leveha ma kovala da brazie de de be yaro shevra da ba hey tanda da da ba da da ba that we may please you God mando sevahara da ba hey di kose la bahada shara da brada zode de be de be de Mandaraba, that our desire may be you, Lord. Make a doze ever higher deseba. Dika leda di boss zere de bada sera da bada bada be. Hey, lazi vahaya da vado sharada. May we not disappoint you, O God. Make a doze vala de brada da bada. Oh, Lord, may we not disappoint you. Imando shelevradika da 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 ba. May we bring you joy, O our Father. May we bring you joy. For you are the rewarder of they that seek you diligently. Hey, may we be the people that seek you diligently, Lord. Ah, let us burn for you, God. Let us burn for you, God. Help us to burn for you, God. We want to burn for you, God. We want to be on fire for you, Lord. We want to be on fire for you, Lord. Oh, ah, forsaking all other things to be on fire for you, Lord. 
Tend us to whatever. Palada sebradian tolelebaha. Mandosha. We want to be the people that burn for God. The people that burn, that burn. Hey, Zikaba da 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 da. Jebra dose kavabadia. Tendele lebraha. And Ah, we want to bend and be bright for you, Lord. Hey, Karadabasa. We want to be good for your use, Lord. We want to be that people that are in the position for your use, Lord. That you will establish your covenant with us. Hey. Even though every other thing that breathes dies, la take Right on the inside, let there be a burning desire for you. Right on the inside, a burning desire for you, and a burning desire for the things that concern you, Lord. Hey, kabara A burning desire to serve you and serve you well with commitment, even with our blood on the line. Hey, Oh God. Let us burn for you, Lord. 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 Mako de Lebaha. In We want to open ourselves to you, Lord. Man Speak to us, Lord. Man Lead us, Lord. Lord, Kabradabara, direct us, Lord, Mankedebe, Radadadabo, Shabadabra, Kapo Shevelea, Kate Baradize, Radu Sombra Hayade, Karadabaha, let our ears hear, Mandosha, let our eyes see, Mandorabaha, let our eyes see, Lord, let our hearts be open, Libra Dadabara Bose, In Tovapali, Zembro, Kapavaladis, Lekadosa, Vahanda Labralika Telebeha, oh. We want to burn, we want to burn, we want to burn, Lord. We want to burn, Lord. We want to burn, we want to burn for you. Ah, yeah, da, 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 zika, varadaba. Hey, brother, show for a brosi, brahadaba. Oh, zika, varadaba, daisha. Anta, radaba. Ah, that they shall call us the people of God who are burning for him. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Burning for you, Lord, with all passion, with all desire, with all our strength, focusing on your agenda. Focusing on your will, focusing on your instructions. Glory to God. Kabara Santara da Balea. Lika da da bossi velele. Hey, Melela Dose. Lara da bossi velelebe. Rabara da bossi velelebe. Encoltoba Alea de Sebradica Donasa. Oh, yes. May the fire not quench. May the fire not quench. May our fire not quench. Make us burn. At all times, so we please you. Oh, that we may do of your good pleasure, Lord. My day, Kado, say, La Brada. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. It's a blessed week in the name of Jesus. And everybody is saved and kept by the power of God. Our hearts are enlightened from today to receive in the words of the Lord, the visitations of the Lord, the desires of the Lord, the works of the Lord, the assignments of the Lord. Father, we are opened. Instruct us. Instruct us. Help us to obey you. Help us to obey you. Help us to obey you. Help us to balance life well. So that we not be have, having a false balance as an abomination before you. We want to balance our lives well. Just to please you. 
You are not something that we need to find time to please. You are the main focus and we need to give you our time. Help us to balance. Help us to balance, Lord. Because we love you. And we pray that our love for you will increase. In the name of Jesus. Let the world see Jesus in our eyes. Let us burn for you in this world. And let others come and see the fire. That they might also burn. As we said in the book of Job. That this one will say, I will be part of the kingdom. They will start enrolling. Because they see the fire burn on the mountain of God. Let it be so in our days. Let the streets revival happen in our days. Let the fire burn in the name of Jesus. Righteous nation must be a name that burns. Oh, Father, we thank you. The cripples will, will, will be whole. The blind will see. Even the dead will be raised. Because we are the people ready to burn for you. And we are ready to go all out as you want us to. For the name of the Lord shall be glorified in the name of Jesus. That when you, when righteous nation is mentioned in the books of heaven, oh, the whole heaven, heaven will rejoice. And we pray for all the churches, Lord. May they burn. May, may we never have dull churches anymore. Let us have heavy, activated power churches, Lord, where your word comes by your wisdom and your presence overflows and your power is at work. Oh, let us have churches, Lord, that are ready to do anything for you. Oh, we pray for leaders. Let your wisdom be upon leaders. And may the devil not touch them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for answered prayer. Let's take the communion. Glory to God. Amen. All right. So let's try to invite anyone that we can invite for our 6th October. You know. Let's try and uh, like I told you, something that he wants us to have like every Thursday, but we are just doing it like once for just to see how it goes and you know. All right, can we have uh, um, Jude? Mm. Oh, was David able to fast? I wanted us to pray for him today. He couldn't make it. Yeah. That's fine. Da, 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 da. Mm. Let's use NLT for Jude today. Thank you so, so very nice. <laughs> Which one? NLT. It's really nice. <laughs> uh, are you all set? All right. One, two, we go. Now all glory to God. 
who is able to keep me from falling away and will bring me with great joy in his glorious presence without a single fault. That is powerful. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority. Beautiful in the present and beyond all time. Wow, it's really heavy. Wow. 